Welcome to Maker Skills, exploring your internal toolkit with PJ, Tanda, and Tom. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 81. Our skill topic for the week is jig making, as was suggested by our guest last week, Chris from Cowdog Craftworks. Tom, what skill class is jig making? Uh, 3.14. Sounds more like the skill class for pie making, but I'll take it. Sure. Why not? Uh, do you have anything for history and fun facts, Tom? Ooh, hard pass, PJ. Hard pass. All right. Well, guys, that's a new thing that you're going to be hearing a lot of. Whenever we don't have something to say, we got the hard pass. Tanda, what do you have for history and fun facts? Oh, I think I'm going to hard pass. Oh, man. Am I the only <laughs> one that actually has something to say? Well, um, I did research on jig making. What I found out is that jigs were really not widely popularized until 1997, thanks to Will Smith with his hit song, Getting Jiggy With It. Uh, Smith won a Grammy <laughs> for the best rap solo performance for this Very song. interesting. Yeah, yeah. And not only that, wow. but the music, the music video was directed by veteran hip-hop director Hype Williams. And uh, it mm -hmm. won a 1998 MTV Music Video Award for Best Rap Video. So this is an award-winning jig. And and prior to this, no one really knew about anything jiggy. And so I'm just saying we got to thank Will Smith for getting the jigs out there into the public ear and the eye and, and uh, everywhere yes. else, you know. So. Yeah. I, I went yeah. down the, the whole rabbit hole with that uh, that that topic, and then found that it was slang for other things, and uh, yeah. So I abandoned it, and that's why I took a hard pass. And it, uh, is PJ. it was a hard it was a hard Google item. It really was. <laughs> yep. It was a tough thing to Google. Well, not anymore. You've just entered the dealer's corner where bargains are currency. Prepare yourself. So Saturday was the Beaver Meadows Townwide Yard Sale, which I normally set up a table for to sell stuff. But last year, I ended up sitting there all day and I barely made like a hundred bucks. And I'm like, I ain't doing that this year because the year before that I made like 350 and that's worth sitting around for. But I decided, you know what? I'm going to get up early. I'm going to get my wagon and I'm going to hit the town and I'm going to find some deals. And I got to be honest, I was a little surprised. The first place I went to was a family friend's house. And I picked up for $5, okay, four MB Schnick Company cast iron three-wheel machine movers. So when I was at um, Jacktown, mm -hmm. I picked up three of them for $15. This I got four for five. And I will say one of them was cracked and then rebrazed. But they're all in good condition, and I was super happy about that. Uh, then I went to the same place that Ben Ben makes KC, and I went to that one. It wasn't a garage sale. We made it into a garage sale. I went back to that house, and I have a thing for cobalt blue, like anything, like vases, cups, glasses, plates. And there was two blue vases there that I got for $2 for the two of them. I was like, this is nice. perfect. You know, little little flowers nice. or something on the table. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> then the next place I went to had a blue yoga mat 
for three bucks, which is great for drawer liners. If you have a toolbox and these drawer liners, it's a nice thin yoga mat. It's very durable. So I picked, snatched that up. Uh, I got a new, this is brandy new, never used, four cup, four bowl, and four plate camping set that is blue with the white and black speckles. You know, they're all metal. Mm -hmm. I got all of that for five bucks. I didn't even haggle the lady. I'm like, ah, yeah, sure. I'll take it. Um, then I went down the street and uh, there was a guy I'd seen around town a lot. He was selling some stuff and he had a digital shipping scale and had a listing on it and says, originally purchased at Staples for $160. And it was rated, it's all metal, rated up to 150 pounds. And he wanted 50 bucks. And I was like, hey, you take 40? He goes, yeah, done, take it. <laughs> he, he was he's like oh even here you can test it let me show you how it works he was all too happy to get rid of it and he tried to tell me some some story about how he wasn't going to chile anymore so he didn't need it at the airport i don't know um <laughs> i got two rolls of christmas wrapping paper for 50 cents uh there was an estate sale across the street and i got 26 blu-rays and dvds for 35 dollars so 26 of them 26 so the ones that were brand new and wrapped in the package were two bucks and the ones that were opened were one buck so most of them were Man, I th that's a pretty good deal right i threw mine out i threw mine out for free a long time ago well you know i would have picked them out of the garbage if i knew tom i know uh, you would have. then i went to the next house i got two dvds for two bucks i got two new light switches just normal household light switches for a dollar fifty uh, my dad is a huge Star Trek fan. He's an old school Captain Kirk guy, and anything Star Trek he loves. <clears throat> this this one house had a box of Star Trek books. Uh, I should have counted. I meant to. I think it was like twenty books in there, and I'm and it just said make an offer. And I'm like, how much do you want for this? And she goes, twenty bucks. I'm like, yeah, sure. It's like a dollar a book, and they're all old books. Like you can't get them anymore. So twenty bucks for twenty Star Trek books, which will be like. Christmas gifts and stuff for like the next I don't know five years I'll just give him like a couple books every year and he'll be thrilled to be like oh where'd you find this from you know and then um, the last thing that I got was a cobalt blue pitcher and vase that matched the other two vases that I got on the other side of town uh, that was five bucks for that set and if you put them all together you'll see in the picture they look like a set so everything in total for the entire day was 114 bucks. Not too bad. And that was it. That's good. That was my oh, deal. Yeah. What kind of presents you send in the 50 cent? <laughs> the, the kind he would use in the club. Were those deals hot enough for you? You got a sizzling deal that's burning a hole in your pocket? Send it in. Maybe we'll read it on air. All right, it's time for personal history. Tom, what's your personal history with jig making? There will be an episode that I hard pass the entire time, but I do have two, at least one significant jig experience. Uh, in high school, I did take one woodworking class, but it wasn't focused on woodworking. It was called entrepreneur something or other. And we had to, as a, as a, as a class, we had to come up with a product and market the product and actually sell the product basically to teachers and parents and we came up with this, um, it was it was a wall hanging 
mirror that looked like a lighthouse. Maybe foot and a half tall, eight inches wide at the base, and it obviously is lighthouse shaped. And we needed several jigs for that project, but one in particular was this rounded piece that needed to be routed. And the piece was probably only like six by three, and it was a half circle. I think I'm describing that okay. And uh, I didn't, I never really did any woodworking like that before, but I remember having to make the jig because, well, I was the smartest one in the class, and um, <laughs> that should just tell you how scary that idea was. But <laughs> um, so I made, I made, I cut the circle, I cut the half circle out of a piece of wood and used the negative as the template and cut a little notch for the router bit to spin around in. And we just like clamped it down and freehanded it through this half circle. And thinking back on it now, it was super sketchy. And I don't know how the teacher let us do it. Maybe the teacher was like, I don't have a better idea. (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe I'll get rid of a few of the not so bright kids. Yeah. Yeah. But that was honestly, those was the first time I ever even like knew what a router was. And the first, like, I don't, I, I didn't even know that I should be terrified of the router like I am today. Um, but we just went with it. We made that happen. And actually, like, two years ago, my neighbor, who had bought one, asked me to fix it. Because we painted all the pieces before assembly. Which means we w- used wood glue to assemble the painted pieces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it didn't... Yeah. It, it, they were... They were together when we delivered them. That's, that's the promise. That's the promise we made, and it's the promise we kept. And apparently, you warrantied your work. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. All yeah. right. Uh, well, that's. Uh, I'm glad you survived, Tom. That's that's all I can say. Uh, <laughs> what about you, Tanda? What What's your personal experience with jig making? I would say that. Um, the if if you have access to a laser cutter get yourself some quarter inch uh, mdf because i've probably made more jigs and fixtures on my laser than i've actually laser marked parts or made things on the laser mm. i mean i would say maybe two out of five times i'm making something you know with intention or marking something with the laser Maybe a little more than that because I've done a lot of marking for people. But a a reasonable percentage of the times that I turn on my laser, it's to throw a piece of quarter-inch MDF in there and make some kind of jig or fixture that I need for something completely different in the shop. And to the point that I've made a welding fixture with one a couple months ago and didn't even care that it burned up as I was welding the part. I just, I cut the fixture. It held all the pieces in place. I started welding. It caught on fire. I didn't care. <laughs> I was done. I was done welding. And, yeah. uh, and, and then I tossed it. So, uh, yeah, if you, if you can pick up a, a laser cutter somewhere, it's like a, it's like a jig machine because you go into CAD and you get exact dimensions once you kind of get familiar with it and know what the curve of the laser is. And, you can make it hold something in place or space something or, you know, hold things in 3D space and you do the CAD for it. You cut it out it's quick. It's easy. It's accurate. And you're done. So that's kind that's of a, a something that's kind of a modern day um, techno maker thing that we have access to that you wouldn't have a few years ago. I, I think right. I don't remember if I mentioned this a couple of months back. 
but the Redsmith did a video review on an, an LED laser that was sent to him that had a touchscreen on it. And the, the model he had was a 5 watt. And the, I really liked the whole thing because it was like you just put a card in and it ran by itself. It didn't need a computer. But they mm -hmm. said in the spring or the summer they were going to release, it was either a 10 or a 15 watt. And so I was waiting for that. I just now realized that time is now. Like it should be out now, so right. I'm gonna look and see if uh, if it's available. And it was relatively affordable, at least the other version was. I don't know about this one. And and even if you're mm -hmm. just even if it's just a marking laser, um, do you you know use something cheap and easy like a sharpie for layout fluid on a piece of metal? And mm -hmm. yeah, the laser won't mark it, but you coat that with some sharpie or throw a quick thing of spray paint on it and walk away for a bit and then throw it in the laser and you can do a layout of something you want to cut or position on a piece of metal and then go back and you have accurate artwork just right there built into the top of the part so right. it's really really handy for doing accurate fixturing and jigs mm -hmm, mm -hmm. maybe i'll get one how about you pj what do you got pj i, I got two and that's it that that's like that I can even remember. Um, there was a period maybe like four years ago where those um, it wasn't for pocket holes. I can't remember what they were called, but it was a jig that you put up against. People were selling them like all different companies were selling them. It was basically just like a plate with a block and a hole, and you used it for drilling uh, dowel holes into wood to locate the dowel and then put two pieces of wood together instead of like a biscuit joint or something like mm -hmm. that. And I, out of pieces of scrap, I took a piece of acrylic, I drilled some little holes and put magnets in, and then I glued together a bunch of scrap pieces of like maple and walnut and something else so that it looked like a big arrow was pointing like where the hole went. And then I glued and screwed everything together. And I'm trying to remember why the magnets were important, but apparently it, it magneted onto something because wood's not magnetic. I, I can't remember why I had the magnets now. But <laughs> it was wood. A, it was the a, iron wood. It, it was a jig. It, it, it was for drilling holes, and I still have it. And and I you know, it it worked sort of worked. It it you know I had to clamp it down I think. But but what were the magnets for? I don't remember, man. It's I can't. I don't even remember what I ate yesterday, so I don't remember. The if you're madness. if you're listening and you saw PJ's story yeah. that day, remind us. There, it's on Instagram. It, it's still a post. <laughs> um, anyway, so there was that, and then there was the box jointing jig, which is more like a sled for the table saw that I made for making box joints, and and it worked. I mean, it was. It was specific to the Craftsman table saw that I had at the time. I'm sure if I tried to use it on my Unisaw, there might be a little adjustment period where things get cut that aren't supposed to be cut or something needs to be aligned. But I still have the box making... I don't know. Is it a jig if it's a sled? I think so, right? Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. Table saw jig. Yeah. 100%. So yeah. I've got that, and that was made all out of scraps um, with the exception of the threaded rod for for moving there's a there's a stop block that everything is sandwiched and clamped to and you would just turn this turn the you made a little handle and you turn the threaded rod and it would move it over i had uh figured out like how many turns you had to go to get over like one saw blade thickness and then 
how many, right. you know, back and right. forth. And it worked. That's that's but other than that, I have made no jigs. I have um I I I take it back. I made a circle cutting jig backwards and that's hanging on the wall. I think I used it once. So Yeah. That, that's I would I would say I would say that in general makers underutilize the power of a jig. I know we all make quite a few when you look at the, the whole the whole scope of makers, but I we make such unique things sometimes that we don't think to make jigs for them, and we just make the thing and, and we're done with it. But it is a category that I wish I spent more time on. I've, I've talked to a few people about that conundrum of at what at what number of things you're making does it is it worthwhile to make a jig, and do you just right. plunge on still making them the hard way even though you've thought of a jig versus taking the time to make a jig. A second turn, I think it's time for one of them old-timey commercial interludes and stuff. Hello, this is Chet uh, Johnson's Hardware. Do you do a lot of repeatable woodworking where a jig would really be handy, but you just really don't feel like making those things because they take so much time? Well, here down at Johnson's, we've got just the product for you. Introducing Johnson's Jig Newtons. That's right. Buy a sleeve of our delicious Jig Newtons and use it all day long. Then have a nice shop snack. Jig Newtons are not for professional use. Keep refrigerated and may cause cheese. You can find Jig Newtons in our perishable aisle next to our camping gear for only $39.95. Not guaranteed for accuracy. You can contact us at patreon.com forward slash makerskills. What the heck, Nabbit? I need to get me one of them. Anyone know what street Patreon is on? I need to go. It's time for crossbreeding. Tom looks unprepared, so I'm going to Tanda. Tanda, what skill goes well with jig making? Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say agility. agility. I think if you're gonna do a, if you're gonna do a jig, <laughs> you need to you need to be light on your feet. Agility is a, can, is, is a skill. You, That's true. Yeah, I did a I did a table saw yeah. jig when mm-hmm. I used the saw stop at the makerspace because it did, was it was just very pleasant tool to use and no one was around and I was excited. Were you so. afraid of falling off of the table saw? No, no, I did the jig right there on the concrete floor, just near the table saw. Oh, I would, oh. I would never do a jig on a saw on a saw stop. I didn't know. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. All right, Tom. Tom, what what skill goes yeah. well with jig making? I think digital fabrication, because Tanda alluded to it about using the laser. It is jig making or template making, which is different, but basically the same. I got the Shaper Origin almost almost entirely because I want to make templates of things. Mm. That's what templates are. They're templates of things. And uh, so I think digital fabrication is a good fit for jig making. Mm. Mm. Uh, okay. I'll accept that. That's uh, because Tanda, mm. Tanda said it first. So yeah, I'll, I'll let that one go. But um, uh, <laughs> And PJ? It seemed like you guys are picking really complicated answers. Uh, woodworking. That's what the jigs are for. Aww. Right? I mean, come on. Down. What? You don't like my answer? No, it's fine. It's just, it's jigs fine. Are, jigs it's are fine. for screen printing. All right, you know what? I'm going to change my answer. Hard pass. No, no, no. No, no. <laughs> Howdy, y'all. It's time for the 3D filament fandango. All right. We're coming in completely cold because no one knows about this except for me. 
Uh, I know about it. Well, okay. You can tell them, though. All right, I'll tell. I'll, I'll let you tell them. I'll tell Tanda. You can tell them now. So I, I made um, a new product, which is basically uh, a rectangular box today. with wings on the sides and holes for screwing it into something. And basically what it's for is the wrenches for the Milwaukee right angle die grinder tool. Um, they, they always fall flat on if you have them in a box or on the table and they're hard to pick up if you got gloves on. So I originally made one of these out of aluminum tape and I just had them in the little thing so that they were sticking up so I could grab them. But the aluminum tape only lasts so long and it eventually wore out. So I decided to 3D print this and I think it's a viable product not just for wrenches. I think that it, it should be, it could be used for other things. I think I might make one that's kind of curved so that you could actually put it onto like a drill press column or something. Um, however, the reason that I wanted to talk about this was the name. I don't have a name for this. And I'm, I'm gonna, I'll, I want you guys to chime in, but after I read off the list from our, our listeners, because I put the call out <laughs> and I said, if someone can think of a good name, I will send you one for free. And these are the responses that I got today, because I just made this today, all right? So, uh, Chris Wood over at Guns and Grips says I should call it a widget holder. Not bad, not bad. It's, it's okay. That's what it is. It's okay. Uh, Luke Quinn over at uh, LDQMO83 says I should call it PJ's Pocket. <laughs> no. Nope. Nope. Hard pass. <laughs> Got a hard pass from Tom. All right. Hard, hard pass on PJ's Pocket. <laughs> okay. Uh, this one's not bad. It is. It might be the funniest answer, though. So oh, no. Oh, no. It's definitely not. Oh, boy. Uh, oh, boy. Emery Pickering over at Sigma Woodcraft said I should call it the Wrench Winch. Hmm. Right, but it, you want to expand this beyond wrenches. Right, right. Yeah, but I do like the it's name. It's not a bad answer. It's not a bad answer, yeah. but I would like it to be able right. to hold other things besides wrenches. Right. Okay, Jonathan J. over at Gazankt said I should call it Junk Hunter Crap Caddy. <laughs> I, that's actually funny and J J H Crap Caddy. J.H. Crap Caddy sounds like a... Yeah. That the should be something. Caddy. The J.H. Crap, crap Caddy. Crap, crap Caddy. Crap Caddy. I don't know. I mean, it's on brand. It's on brand. For some reason, I keep hearing in my head, Daddy, instead of Crap Daddy. Crap Caddy. I don't know why. It's just... That's, scrub Scrub Daddy? Yeah, something like that. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. Crap Daddy. Crap Daddy's not bad. Yeah. Crap Caddy's a good name, but I'm not sure that's the right item. No, I don't think so. I think the Crap Caddy needs to be a real thing, though. And that should be a lot bigger and should have wheels on it, I think for sure. And like, you know, made of porcelain. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. <laughs> I, I think so. Uh, or at Dave, least shaped like a toilet. <laughs> Dave, With a handle. Dave Bibelek from Bibelek68 says we should call it Junk Holdenator 2000. <laughs> That's good too. I like that. The Holdenator. I don't know about Junk Holdenator, but Holdenator Holdenator's not bad. It's, that's that's in the running. Um, Holdenator. You have to say it with an Austrian accent. The Holdenator. 
I'll be ranching. Yeah, uh, Andrew Karras from Fabro9 says it should be the wrench sheath. Wrench sheath. Yeah. I think there it's, could it's, be an it's, item it's, called the wrench sheath, but it's you want it to be more than that. The bottom yeah, is the bottom is the bottom open or closed? Closed. Closed. Okay. It's it's basically just a box with wings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do have a suggestion for the design, but we'll save that. I have yeah, I, I would like to hear that. Uh okay, so then uh, we have Johnny from Johnny Law's workshop. He says call it Lucy Goosey. Which I I don't know. I don't know why. That's I, that's what he said. He's he's not he's not even trying. <clears throat> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. And maybe maybe, maybe Goosey, maybe Goosey Lucy. Um L U C Y? Well, that's completely different. There's different connotations. PJ, how many more there are? There's are there? there's one more, but the last okay. one had several suggestions. So there's multiple Ooh. entries here. So yeah, this this specialty is the Yeah. This the list within the list. I, I, I'm not making it up here. So this comes from <laughs> hardworking daddy, Brian Bennett. And uh, he says, forked instrument hole is the first one. What? Forked instrument hole. A wrench is a forked instrument. So Okay. There you go. And if you don't use it for a wrench, you could just... I mean, if, it, for it doesn't have to be an instrument. It could just cut, be a fork, fork, fork hole. Yeah. 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 Uh, the next one he added was wrenching box uh-huh for some reason that next. reminds me of boxing i don't know why but like a boxer um the next one is useful hole for gloved hands i i, I think that was a play on the safety episode <laughs> that's, that's a little suggestive <laughs> yeah yeah uh, and then the last one, which I think was his best one, the Enrenchinator. Mm. What was in, the, in what was the other Ader one? Uh, the other one was the Holdenator. 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 Mm. The Holdenator 2000. That's tough. That's tough choice. Well, the first, the full thing was Junk Holdenator 2000, but I don't like the junk. I think, yeah. I think Holdenator 2000 has a nice ring to it. I I mean if I had if we had to pick one, if we had to, yeah. I mean I'm going with Crap Caddy. I mean that's <laughs> that's solid. I can't. That's solid I can't, right there. I can't do that. It's gonna smell funny. <laughs> yeah, that's a, nobody wants a smelly thing. What about you, right. Tanda? What are I'm gonna you, give what, you. What, I'm gonna give you my unasked. Uh, it could be it could be a crescent caddy. Ooh, that's not bad. That's pretty. I like the two C's. Uh, all right, Tom, hit me with your idea. I want to hear it. All right. So I think you need five versions of it. Yes. Because it will fit in different places for different people. Yes. But for this version, I don't think you need the wings at all. I think you can put um, one screw or one hole for a screw right through the middle of the box with access on the out- outer lid because it doesn't need to carry water. Mm-hmm. Um, in your For your application, you put it inside one of those plastic bins... Right. And the one the one screw or bolt or whatever with the bottom bottoming out in the bin mm-hmm. is enough to hold that in place and would be half the plastic. Probably right, yes. Yeah. To 
take it or leave it. But like, that's what I see when I, like, I like it obviously, but I'm like, all right, what would be my next iteration if I did an iteration? But I think you also could do five different, slightly different options. I, um, I agree. To suit the needs. I, I think it's a, it's such they, a simple thing that it could be, it probably could be 10 different iterations and all of them could be viable. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, yeah. I, I already have an idea for, a rounded backed one that's in different angles or different radiuses, different radiuses, oh. um, mm. where you use a uh, like a pipe clamp that you can feed through the mm -hmm. back, so that you could just pipe clamp yeah. it to a column, like a drill press column or something that's round. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, so you don't need to do the curvature though. You can just do two. So like, uh, pretend you take the wings of the thing that you have now. And you fold them to the back side of it. Oh, it those make, two like, little ribs steps. Mm. Yeah, those those two ribs will basically contour to anything. It's like how a tripod works with three yes. legs. It, you just need those two ribs of contact to touch a rounded surface, or like um, a, or like a level, a like trouble. a magnetic level or something that just has two rails and you can easily yeah, yeah, clip yeah, it yeah. on. But if you curve it, you can call it the spanner banana, which is kind of fun. <laughs> that that sounds yeah. way more. Yeah, that needs to exist that, now. That's super, super suggestive. I, I don't, I don't. Uh, I feel very. No, the spanner banana. What could be suggestive about that? Never, never mind. We're, we're moving on. I just thought though, your suggestion about the tabs of the back tom makes it very easy to put slots in there for the pipe clamp to just go through. So that's a. I like that. Yep. I like that. Yeah, I think it'll work great. Any any suggestions on the name? Yes, I think you should name mm. it definitely. Okay, people Tanda people sure. gravitate to products that have a name because then like they can names. call yeah, it like something. Oh, okay, okay. Tanda yeah. says we definitely need right. a name. Uh, any name that was not on the list that you guys think would be appropriate. Um, I don't know, but if you don't use Crap Caddy, I'm gonna make a product called Crap Caddy and uh, steal it from you and not give credit to the person that said it, which I can't remember now. Uh, I think Tom should take the. Was that Emery? Uh, I don't have the list anymore. That's okay. Hold on. I'm not going to give them credit anyway. That was gazanked. I bet you're fixing to find your own Fandango, ain't you? All right. It's time for short and sweet. Tom, do you got anything to close mm. out the show? Yeah, Frogpod is nearing the beginning it's nearing the end which is the beginning so soon working hard almost there the beginning That's is it. nearing the end so the, the some yeah I, well it's the end for me because like i'm done and i've i've launched it so the beginning is the launch though so i don't know it's nearing the end of the work and the beginning of the other work yeah I, I'm lost. Sidebar, Tanda. Um, it sounded to yeah. me like Tom is about to die. Is that what you, he said? It's the beginning of the end for him. I he's, I, he's should, nearing the end. Should yeah. we be concerned here? I, I I feel like I should call somebody. I don't even have Mrs. Tom's phone number. Like, who should we call? I don't know anybody that's close to him. I know, is it his sister. We can reach his sister through Patreon and uh, uh, and tell her that she needs to to double her her contribution because we might have to get another game, another host. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. I'm. I'm. I'll do that. I'll. I'll reach out. To, uh, oh, it looks like he's holding his breath. Let's go back. Tom. Tom. Are you all right, man? You okay? Yeah. Yeah. I'm here still. Just. <clears throat> just, just relax, man. Just. Just. Just take Sorry. that stress level down like a, about eighty notches. You're. You're gonna be fine. Everything's gonna be okay. Your. Your frog pod's gonna be okay. You're. You're all right. 
Okay. Oh, it's good. Thanks for the reassurance. All right, appreciate all right, it. All right, so you're we're, a good we're, friend. You're a good friend, BJ. I, I try. I try. Um, I, I'll, uh, yeah. So, uh, hey, hey, Tanda, what what about you? You got anything for short and sweet? Yeah, I mean, it's uh, maybe it's odd to shout out other podcasts on a podcast hit, but I don't I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Dave Bauer has no. a new podcast, and we're trying oh, to keep yeah. ours short and tight, so uh, that'll give you time to go listen to his. So check it out. What's the name of it? The one I that Dave Bauer's doing. It. I, yeah, I, it's not name. a crap it caddy. It's, it's got to be something <laughs> better than that. Uh, you I think don't. he named it? No, I think uh, it's it's the thing on his shirts, the problems, making problems to solve or some variation yes. of that. I thought it was um, podcasting. I can't find, I can't well, find it, Dave, but it's, it's... Dave, I'm sorry. It's that. I forgot. Yeah. This is the first I'm hearing about let me it. Just tell you, let me just tell you, Dave Bauer is an enormous supporter of everybody. So if you don't know Dave Bauer, go on Instagram and look up Dave Bauer art. And you'll I, find him. I'm, I'm going to say, I'm going to say this just because this is my memory of Dave. When I went to Tony slip and slide three years ago, Dave was there and he mm-hmm. said he was there and he, you know, he introduced himself. It was the first time we met. And at that time he was only putting up pictures every once in a while on Instagram. And I said, Hey man, you need to start posting a lot all the time make stuff and show people what you're making post all your pictures post all your drawings post everything and from and i i i didn't really think he was going to listen to me but from that point on if you look at his instagram he just started posting like every day and i'm like man he really listened to what i said i mean i was just like he making started, a suggestion he started doing a lot of drawing and stuff too yeah yeah cool. but yeah. he's 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 like I think something like 600% like into like the inst his Instagram is 600% more active now than it was mm. three years ago when he was just getting started. I don't think I was, it was really me. I just, I just said it. And I think he, he felt, you know, a little nudge, but that's, that's the nudge. That's my memory of Dave. You know, he's a good dude. We need the nudges though. Yes. Yeah. Was that your short and sweet? It, it wasn't. I thought we were on Tanda. She's, she no, was, that was that was just like a double yeah, shout out, I think, or maybe even a triple, triple shout out. out. What, that was definitely yeah. a triple shout out. That might be our first triple shout on the show. Congrats, Dave. What What's the name of the podcast? <laughs> I just I told you, it's I, uh, I don't know. I was talking. <laughs> problems. It's making problems to solve. I believe. Um, wait, wait, yeah. wait! Making making problems to solve or making problems dissolve. Yeah. Well, yeah, that would, be a, that would be a good well, one, but it's to solve. Let me just make sure that that's what it's called on all of the the different different media. Are these here. math problems? Yeah. No, these are maker problems they that can we be, make up. We create problems. We make, we fabricate problems. That is the thing we make the most. No, my problems just show up. I don't make any of them. I got to solve everything. It's just, they just like, it's the, they're pixies, the shop pixies. To, anyway. Yeah. Um, you guys had right. me second guessing myself, but it is called Making Problems to Solve. I think Check it's it out. Like triple guessing, but sure, we'll, we'll, we'll go with double. Um, I, I completely am derailed. I, I don't know what I was going to say. For <laughs> Hard this, pass. This, uh, well, hard pass. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Wait. Hold. I have a question. Can I hard pass you? Like, can I just? No. 
You can only hard pass oh, yourself. Yeah, if you if you haven't if you haven't used then one yet during the show, if you haven't used have? it yet during the show, you should be able <laughs> to just you throw should it on be able to hard else. pass somebody else. <laughs> yeah. I like the hard and, pass, and then it reverses direction, and the other person plays. <laughs> yeah. What is it? A boomerang? <laughs> no, it's Uno. I like I Uno. I haven't played in a long time, though. Um, I, I'm going to thank our top Patreon supporters, uh, Tanda and Creatornator. We haven't had another new top Patreon supporter in quite some time. And that's a big factor. We need a new one. So somebody out there should should step up to the plate and become our number three. You know, Fine. In the top I've got three. it. I'll split my donation into two and Not make a you, fictitious Tanda. person. Ooh. That, Ooh. No. We don't need Tanda's alternate personality to be the third person. We need an actual real third person because the other half of her is, is imaginary. And, if I um, had an alternate personality and and it talked about itself, would that be like a third person in third person? I'm totally lost. Um, I will say this, though. We're about to go do the secret segment. Uh, if you can't tell... We're trying to streamline the episode, and I think we did a little bit too good of a job because we're right at forty minutes. <laughs> awesome! And, uh, yeah, so we're going That's to amazing. We're going keeping to it this. slim, you know what, though. Keeping it slim for the. They'll summer. just have to listen twice, or three times, or four times. Hour and sixty. Yeah, they'll just listen to it four times. It's no big deal. I'm not listening to it that many times. That's not fair. No, you'll listen to mm-hmm. it more than that. You have to edit it. I'm listening to yeah, it like true. a half a time, and then that's it. We're we're going to the secret segment. That's that's all I got to say because we're gonna say stuff there that nobody else is gonna hear except the Patreons. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maker Skills. If you should need more skill information, you can find us on Instagram at maker.skills. You can also email us at makerskillspodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at PJ Galati, son of the junk hunter, on Instagram and YouTube. You can find Tanda at Tanda Madison on Instagram, and you can find Tom at Infinite Craftsman on Instagram. We welcome any comments. Please leave us five-star reviews on Apple so that we can make more skill madness come your way. See you next time.